0: For years, strong gaming machines were large and bulky. The PlayStations, Nintendo consoles, and Sega devices were the first to introduce the concept of home gaming, bringing it out of the arcade. Next came Microsoft and their lineup of Xboxes. But none of the above could achieve what Google said they could with the introduction of Stadia, a gaming console without the console. Stadia is going to be a cloud-based service where you can game anywhere and on most devices with Chrome installed. Or even smart TVs. So in this episode of Tech Bytes, we're going to be explaining what Google Stadia is and outlining some of its major pros and cons. So far, there's not much that we know about Stadia, so let's stick to the short summary. At GDC this year, that's Game Developer Conference for those of you guys who don't know, Google stood up for an hour and introduced Stadia, a cloud-based gaming service. This was big from Google, considering that they hadn't participated much in the gaming industry until now. They promised that any device compatible with Chrome would be able to run games at 4K, 60 frames per second, with above a 25 megabyte per second connection to a local data center. This basically states that most people can run the top AAA games on the cloud with promised minimal latency to go with it. Google delivered the weightless system that works on almost anything, with majority of input devices supported, and the games we all know and love without having to spend $400 on a console or a decent graphics card. Pricing is still blank and Google has not mentioned how their service will work, but we expect it to be affordable around the cost of a Netflix subscription. To say the least, this is the ultimate gaming package for, the, with the power beyond what is offered to the common consumer. There are still some flaws, per se, based on what we already know about cloud gaming and what doubts I have about Stadia itself. Services like Vortex and Shadow have been around for a few years, and there's an obvious problem both these cloud services face, latency. How these cloud services work is through a connection to an enormous data center where special machines are processing the graphics. They break down the code and turn it into an image, which is then sent over the network placed on your screen. The problem with this mechanism is that every time you press a key or move your mouse per se, if you're using a PC or do any action within the game, before it renders on your screen, it connects to a data center which has a graphics unit breaking down, and then it has to come back over the network. Something like this can take over 100 milliseconds to render, which is clearly noticeable, even though it may sound small. Google may not have a problem with this because of the countless amount of servers it has, though. Still, the latency will not be similar to what you would get from having an RTX 2080 or Radeon 7 inside your actual machine. The second of my concerns is their promise for 4K 60fps gameplay. They advertised it on stadia.google.com and in their promo video that with solid connections, you should be cranking out 4K 60 frames per second on your games. I said, okay, bold statement there, Google, but I was figuring they probably meant the ones that were right next to their servers and with gigabyte ethernet. Then they said that Google Stadia should be able to operate the games at these conditions with surround sound, which is a lot larger than you think in file size, at a speed of 25 megabytes per second. Now, when you're thinking about this and the amount of Google servers, it actually makes sense. Now, living in America, there are extremely fast, one gigabyte network connections that can move data across the country in a snap. However, other countries around the world, especially those that are not fully Google certified, as in the ones without multiple servers and less than 10 millisecond Data transfer are stuck. Not only does the statement apply to most countries around the world, it also presents an issue on Google. These people with less than ten megabyte per second internet speed, and trust me, most countries. If you do not live in a bustling city, or even if you do, the total network speed may be less than ten megabyte per second. Are stuck with 1080p, maybe even 720p, if their connection cannot handle it. So, Google has definitely had to expand their network. And the average speed in countries besides the US, Canada, England, etc. has to increase dramatically. And on this topic, what about network games? Battle Royale titles will not only require a connection to Stadia, but for Stadia server to connect to one of those servers for these games. This will definitely take a toll on latency and beyond. The next subject is the actual games that Stadia will offer. PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo have made a name for themselves with their exclusive titles. Halo is a classic hit from Xbox, Nintendo brought Mario to the scene, and PlayStation with Spider-Man, to name a more recent title. But what will Stadia bring to the stage? Google is known for their amazing dinosaur game when there's no internet and you attempt a connection in Chrome, but I feel like the market is already full, even though they have developers working on games as we speak. PlayStation gamers buy PlayStation because they want the game and the on-axis controller. In my opinion, Sony did the best job with exclusives, including a variety so that there's something for everyone. Xbox is best known for the off-axis controller and the lineup of Halo games. Nintendo is known for its creative form factors and pretty much its full library of all exclusive games. But what does Google have to bring to the table? They need to get developers on the job now. And what current games will they feature? They need to start making deals now with the... Tr- though, to give them credit, they are claiming that the initial release will feature quite a few AAA titles. Plus, there is a lot of question for myself about the capabilities of some older and weaker devices actually displaying a game. An iPhone 5S is obviously not going to be able to run Shadow of the Tomb Raider above 20 FPS, because the handling capabilities of the device are not that high. So, even if you're receiving everything, its display and RAM struggle to keep up. So, really, you'll need a semi powerful machine to run the frames being sent over, and a f- display to match the 4K and 60 FPS that Google's sending over on that 25 megabits per second connection. This, however, is definitely a smaller concern because people using Stadia, or anyone in general, should have at least one device in their home with enough of this power. So that's enough negatives for now, and I feel like it's safe to start talking about the positives and the plus of Stadia. Stadia is, for me personally, one of the boldest things that the world of tech has to offer so far. It truly brings together gaming without the cheeky compromises that major corporations have made so far. For one, Stadia's encouraging cross-platform, but to be fair, that's what Stadia is, a universal way for games to operate on almost any device you own at the quality that is worth thousands of dollars. Stadia is also planning to release the biggest AAA titles, as we mentioned before, which puts it in the realm of other consoles. If it can acquire popular Battle Royale games, which seem to be the modern trend, along with uh, the AAA titles that we know and love, it is in pretty good position to take on Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Plus, let's address the obvious feature that Stadia brings to the gaming industry. Flexibility beyond belief. The entire purpose of Stadia is that the gaming is integrated into the devices you use every day without drawing too much power or requiring high specs. Plus, you can move from a smart TV to a laptop easily and share one account without having to lug around any heavy machines. Another great plus is the processing power The 4K 60fps that Google promised is no small feat. Most modern graphics cards fail to accomplish this, but Google came up with a plan. Alas, a pretty solid one. Their processing machine has a decent 16 gigabytes of RAM, a hyper-threaded 2.7 gigahertz processor, and the main course, a custom AMD graphics chip. This chip is claimed to be able to output 10.7 teraflops. And for those of you who don't know, Flop stands for floating point operations per second. This is basically the amount of math the chip can handle in terms of putting images on your screen, or whether it's a computer or a TV. 10.7 for teraflops is a huge number, considering that the the top-of-the-line RTX 2080 Ti is only a 10.1 teraflop mark, and more budget cards like the GTX 1060 is at a pathetic 4.4 teraflops, a card that is very admirable for budget gaming. The normal PS4 can only handle 1.8 teraflops, and the Pro is not too far ahead with 4.2 teraflops. Perhaps the greatest promise that Google made when they released Stadia, or at least spoke about it, was that it's going to be released this year. This technology seemed so futuristic when it came out, but Google has been developing it and it'll be here soon for everyone to see and take advantage of. So. Everyone's saying that the release date is going to be somewhere, hopefully, in E3, around that era. Maybe not, if by the end of the year. Adaptable controls are a semi-issue, but also a big statement from Google, because not only are they designing a SICK controller that is compatible with most, if not all, Stadia-compatible devices, but with the platform versatility, they make it possible to control AAA PC titles on your phone or mobile device. That makes it more suitable for anyone. Whether you prefer a controller, touch controls, or the classic mouse and keyboard, Stadia supports it, and it can be used with it. The final positive that I'm going to mention is Google's promise for the near future. Support for 8K and 120fps rates at a similarly low internet rate. I mean, part of me just wants to walk up to Sundar and ask them how he's throwing out 8K at about 60 megabytes per second internet speed soon. But we would assume that this will take, as we said before, 60 megabytes per second, which is still small in America as of right now. But with the development of Wi-Fi and networking speeds, we could soon see 60 megabyte per second speeds in the same boat 25 on the lowest side of the spectrum, making them bare equals. However, before this, we also have to see development of 8K in displays, and my estimate is that this feature will roll out in another two years, as long as Stadia remains successful. Alrighty, everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Tech Bites. Don't forget to subscribe from wherever you're listening from. Consider making a donation at anchor.fm/slash T-E-C-H-B-Y-T-E-S Tech Bytes so we can continue to fund the many projects that we have in mind. We're also planning to start a YouTube channel for some product reviews, and a few video podcast episodes. So keep your ears open for that announcement. One more time, thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you, Legends, in the next one.